1999, a slightly disturbing young man declared that we are soldiers of hell. We are neither soldiers, nor from hell, but like obedient little sleeper agents we have gradually recruited people from popular culture to create a military force to be reckoned with. Each episode we'll be nominating someone new to join our ranks. Hello and Happy New Year to all of the Soldiers of Hell listeners out there. And if you're, if you're new to listening to us, I, I hope you like what you hear and you, and you subscribe to come back again. And Happy New Year to you. When's it too late to say Happy New Year? September. Because <laughs> <laughs> there is a point where you kind of think, well, I, I, mean, I guess February's probably the, the threshold, isn't it? Like, well, in maybe- all reality... I would say if it's someone that you know, probably the first time you see them in January is probably all right. If it's someone you don't know, probably like a week and a half into January. Otherwise, you just sound a bit weird. So I guess this leads me on to a question that I wanted to ask you. New Year, what direction do you want the Soldiers of Hell podcast to go in? And that's a question to not only you, but also the listeners. Is there anything you'd like from us? You know what? For me, I don't, I don't think we've focused on talking about Bond and comic books enough. <laughs> Sorry, I just tried to take I tried to take a sip of my drink when you said that and nearly died. <laughs> How you doing anyway, mate? You all right? I'm all right, yeah, yeah. We've uh, it's been a, it's been a busy start to the year. I feel like I've been living with a wallpaper steamer in my hand because I've been I've stripped the wallpaper out of that alcove bit of the front room. Oh yeah, as well. So I'm just waiting for that to sort of worked out in there, and then uh, yes, hitting it hard. To, did uh, to did that leak get resolved as well? In yeah. a way, yes. It um, I stripped out. I got like a, a Stanley knife and just cut away all of the um, sealant in the shower. And then just re- completely right. read it myself in a very sort of ham-fisted, let's put as much sealant as we physically can on this <laughs> to prevent. So it makes me think of uh, Bill Cosby, which is a rabbit hole I don't really want to go down. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember an episode of The Cosby Show where, for some reason, he was uh, tiling his bathroom and using sealant to try and stick the tiles on in, and they kept falling off in a comedic way. We've run out of script, so we're just going to make him be shit at DIY. Yeah. And I think I remember that episode now you mentioned it. I remember my dad watching it and getting really angry. Like, that's <laughs> not how you do it. <laughs> it's, like, yeah, it's not an actual proper DIY program, Dad. The comedy is that he is getting it wrong. Exactly where the leak is that was coming down into the front room. Directly above that, in the ensuite, there was a small patch where, like the the ceiling there, looked a bit weird. Obviously, I, I poked it because that's what you do. And it's like my finger went through. So I went upstairs into the loft, and I realised that above where that bit of ceiling is, in the roof of the house, there was a cracked tile. So we got the tile fixed-ish. The guy was going to replace the tile. Apparently, they don't make the tiles for our house anymore. So, we, so if we lose a tile, we either have to put a completely new roof on or get a custom-made uh-huh. tile, which is great news. Just get that Bill Cosby round. Yeah. So it's just like that. Um, there's like a, 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 a two-foot square column 
in the house that all of the problems emanate from vertically. <laughs> Just put a massive chimney in and be done with it. Something vertical in your house here. <laughs> but anyway, so I, uh, how's the house? Two two doors down. I've got two um, Gordon Labradors, and one of them realised it was capable of scaling a six foot fence. And uh, the owners were out for the day. This was on a Saturday morning. The problem was I was the first one to uh, to spot the dog. <laughs> spot the dog. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no pun intended. Um, and I uh, decided, well, okay, I've, I managed to round it up. I got, I got the fur, I got it there, and then I opened up the gate to try and put it back in. At which point, the second dog got out. So now, now there's two dogs running around the streets, and I'm absolutely bricking it, thinking I cannot help be held responsible for one pedigree animal escaping, but I am absolutely responsible for the second one. And uh, for a short while, I was um, particularly nervous, seeing as I didn't know their names, I didn't know how to get them back, I didn't know their temperaments. They were, they were running all over the place, obviously faster than I can. And I'm just banging on every house in the street going, help me. <laughs> Is there a dog whisperer in the building? We managed to get them back and we managed to get them in and we, we managed to track the owners down. And they've now put some kind of what can only be described as dog cage fighting <laughs> cage around. <laughs> <laughs> No, RS, RSPCA, if you're listening to this, don't worry. They're in good hands. It's, but, they've, yes, they've got some kind of trellis-type thing to extend the height of the fence, basically. Right, OK. Uh, but, yeah, that was that was rather amusing. But one of those anecdotes you can only tell in hindsight when you know everything's all right. <laughs> yes. Actually, in a strangely similar way, but with a cat... We, well, obviously, we used to have um, Winkle, our oldest, our oldest cat. And yes. one particular night, he'd, he'd gone out, and we thought, oh, he's later than normal. So I went out to look for Winkle. And as I left our front door, I saw him inside the neighbour's house, scraping against their bay window from inside. Right. Which is, you know, ordinarily that wouldn't be fine. That would be okay. Unfortunately, the neighbours had gone on holiday. Oh. And I think he'd run in their house as they were sort of ferrying their luggage out to the car and they hadn't, no one had noticed him slip in and they'd locked him in. And similarly, as as your point at this point, we didn't know the neighbours' phone numbers or anything. The, I think the only thing that Haley knew was that one of them played golf. Oh, so she managed to get his contact details from the golf club, phone him yeah. to find out that they'd driven to Scotland for a week. And very kindly, they drove to Newcastle to meet his mum, who collected their key to their house, to come back to let our cat out. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, sp- I suppose the alternative in their mind and certainly something that has dawned in, on to me as well is that they were weighing up the uh, the pros and cons of coming home and having 
a house full of cat shit. I had a question. Should we continue with the format of we choose an inductee at the end of an episode based on who's been most talked about or or who's the most prominent character or most worthy? Or should we start at the start of an episode deciding who is our soldier of the month, if you like? Who is the person in popular culture most worthy this month? And then that's a jumping off point. I think that's a good idea. And, we, and, if, we, and if for whatever reason we both have different nominees... It's, uh, it sparks a little bit of debate, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm putting you on the spot here. Who, who would you choose this month? Oh, it's a tough one. I think it is a tough one. Mark Hamill. Yes. Because I went to see um, Star Wars, obviously before Christmas, but, <laughs> but, um, but I paid more attention this second time. It's like it really sunk in. So I've yeah, why not? I would I would second that because I and I, I know we were I know we were going to avoid comic books, but um, I started to watch the Batman animated series on Amazon Prime, and he plays the Joker. A lot of fans hold him as almost the definitive Joker. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's a very cartoonish Joker. It was an episode, I think it's episode number two of series one. It was quite timely, actually, because it's called Joker's Christmas or something like that. I liked it. Mark Hamill does the, the voice for the Joker in the, the Arkham games as well, doesn't he? Yes. He reprised the role in the Killing Joke film. Yeah, I've heard mixed things about that. Um, the book's all right, I suppose. <laughs> and actually, I didn't realise this, but the the animated series uses... The Danny Elfman theme tune. Does it? Speaking yeah. of, um, of that, I've, I've heard that that classic um, Batman theme is used in Justice League. It is. Danny Elfman has basically decided that his Batman theme is the, the definitive Batman theme. A bit like James Bond has a theme, there can only be one Batman theme. Reminders of what that theme is. Um, but, 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 no, I was about to, you know what? I was about to sing the one from Batman Forever, which wasn't actually by Danny Elfman, but he's currently in my head. I can sing that one to you. Okay, do that one. See, to me, I think, if it's the one I'm thinking of, it's the one that goes... That's the one. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. Now we know that he did the Tim Burton ones and he's done the animated series and Justice League, it's fair to say it probably is the definitive. Yeah, that seems fair enough. Yeah, and also, something that we've touched upon before, there is a a severe lack of new, decent cinematic theme tunes. So it's about time someone, you know, used an old one if we can't get a new one. Because I know you've not seen Justice League yet. Did you listen to that? song I sent you that's from Justice League. Yeah. It's actually a cover of a Leonard Cohen song. I really like it in, 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 in the form that they use it. To me, it feels like if you did a Bond theme in that style, it would be perfect. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. You know what? We almost need a swear box or something. <laughs> Our subscribers are either subscribing to us because we touch on the same subject all the time, or they're always tuning in, hoping that this is the one episode where we don't talk about DC or Batman or 
Bond or Steps or Eurovision. <laughs> Let's face it, it's only been another couple of months before that one raises its head again. Here's my request then. So if you want to tweet us at SOH underscore podcast, it's a really catchy <laughs> Twitter handle, at SOH underscore podcast, then you can let us know why you subscribe to us and what you want to hear from us. Yeah, I think we were uh, probably setting ourselves by heading along that path by talking about Mark Hamill in the first place. You said what direction you don't think we ought to go in. I, I think that's what you were kind of saying by let's not just keep yeah. retreading the same topics from, we always do. From, from judging by that conversation, there is the, the only direction we're going to go in is meandering. <laughs> yeah. Like trying to find a way to a beer festival through Derbyshire. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I once paid a tramp a pound to, to show me the way to the Nottingham Beer Festival. Really? Yeah. Me, me and a few mates, we went to, I think it was the bus we got to Nottingham. And we didn't have, we, th- we assumed that would be a massive site, foolishly, like the first time we'd ventured outside of Derby. We got off the bus and we had no idea where this beer festival was. It was somewhere slightly outside the, the city centre. I think it was in an old swimming pool, weirdly, and they just boarded over the, the drop into what would have been the pool. <laughs> there was just a tramp, and we asked him where he was, and he went, I'll show you if you give me a quid. I was like, okay, that seems reasonable. And I suppose, in retrospect, it could have easily been leading us to our death. Or was it a tramp, or was it just someone who'd had far too many ales already and had just collapsed on the floor took us back I don't know I can't remember it in that much detail I can barely remember what he looked like to be fair I would say that if if this was our actual job and we were paid to do this like why would anyone pay us but but let's put that to one side I would suggest we theme it as walks to beer festivals <laughs> that would be I would try and make every episode if it was our job that yeah that would be good that sounds a bit like an alan partridge pitch <laughs> he does but i've realized the older i get the more i become like partridge <laughs> the more the more you think actually those weird ideas he trots out sound all right i'd watch monkey tennis but i think yeah the, the walks to a beer festival one sounds good sort of a yeah a drunken country file yes perfect <laughs> Forget, forget coast. How about coast? Because you cheers each other at the end when you got there. Yes, that's that's perfect. Let's ring Netflix. They'll greenlight anything. <laughs> Give us mega budget to do it as well. Yeah. Something I heard is the possibility of a flashpoint aspect to the next film. So you would have a, which would, I think a lot of people think would be an an easy way to replace Ben Affleck. It'd be almost like a soft reboot, wouldn't it? Yeah, but obviously the, the problem with that is that the Batman you have isn't the quotation marks real Batman. I'd be quite happy with that. And I'll tell you what I want to see. Almost the opposite of an interconnected universe. Without contradictory continuity and multiple reboots, I just want to see solid films. So... It's fine for them to all operate in the same universe. And in a way, I'd compare this to the Star Wars stories that they're 
doing now, not the actual saga episodes, but, you know, they can be from any point in time. They're just a solid story within the Star Wars universe. Likewise, another comparison would be the first 20 Bond films, where if you really want to say it's the same character played by lots of different people, then you can, but it doesn't really matter, does it? It's just 20 different films with a central character who you understand his motivations and with some familiar tropes. Yes. It's I'd rather that than them get hung up on it must be connected. And, you know, that's that's where from from the look of it, I think um, that Universal have already come unstuck. You sort of have to work too hard to connect it all. And in a way, DC doesn't need it because it's got the three biggest superheroes in Batman, Superman and Wonder Woman. Uh, you, could, you could argue that Marvel have a, a bigger roster, potentially of a more colourful kind, but they don't have the, those individual characters into the same degree. I, I think everyone sort of forgets now how probably much of a gamble the Iron Man would have been when it first came out. And who knows, you know, Aquaman might be the same for, for DC. I just can't see it. <laughs> all, I'm, all I'll say is that I'm glad they've uh, decided to change the outfit and not go with the orange top and green tights. I was, I was going to say, on the subject of the Flashpoint thing, I always found it a little bit weird that, I don't know if you noticed this, at the start of Batman versus Superman, there's a very brief bit of footage, as there are in all these films, of Thomas and Martha Wayne, why did you say that name, getting shot. The actor playing um, Thomas Wayne is, um, oh, I can't remember his name, but he's he's like the main baddie in the last two series of The Walking Dead. Right. And he's in, have you seen Watchmen? Yes. So seen, it always seemed to me a little bit weird that they cast such a sort of big actor in, such, in a role that could have gone to a non-speaking extra, in essence. Yeah. So maybe. Maybe they knew um, about it from the start. Have you... Um read or read much about the Watchmen DC Universe comic book event called was it, is it Doom Clock or Doomsday Clock? I can't remember. And they've now sort of come out and said actually Watchmen is part of the DC Universe. It was all down to Dr. Manhattan just yes. messing around with stuff. And the characters from Watchmen like... I think Warshack. Yes. He meets Batman, and I think that's all going to play out. But it makes me wonder whether they would do that with the films if it's successful. It's time to resolve the outstanding issues from the last podcast or longer ago. Let's mark things off the ledger, let's mark things off the ledger, let's mark things off the ledger, ledger, ledger. For some reason, I accidentally called Pete Waterman DJ Devastation. <laughs> As I was doing a little rambly link, I, I just said the DJ Devastation himself, Pete Waterman. And I had no idea where I'd come up with that name from, but I thought I'll, I'll write it down because that can be a ledger item. I've looked him up. There is such a person as DJ Devastation. Really? Yes, he's a Melbourne-based DJ, and he has a SoundCloud and a Twitter page. See, DJ Devastation to me sounds like some sort of mass shooting at the Brit Awards. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and, in, and in front of me, there are scenes of DJ devastation. <laughs> I, I am going to make sure this episode goes out before the Brit Awards. 
<laughs> just in case it's on the record <laughs> yeah if there are any uh, law enforcement agencies listening that is not a statement of intent <laughs> shall I tweet DJ Devastation and tell him that we've mentioned him on the podcast and see if we can strike up a friendship and get him to invite us to Melbourne oh. and preferably to pay for it when you say Melbourne, do you mean the one just outside Dar- in Derbyshire or the one in Australia? If it's the one outside Derbyshire, I'll take that as an opportunity to come and visit you whilst I'm in the area. Oh, yeah, because I've, <laughs> I've heard there's a lovely little micro pub in Melbourne, so yeah, it would, it would make it worth a visit. It's time for a rank. What shall we call this feature? The soldiers of hell rank off. Come rank with me. Strictly come ranking. Maybe just a load of rank. Funnily enough, actually, Mark Hamill as well was one of the first, I think, like proper actors to do uh, video in a computer game. You know, uh, I think it was Wing Commander 3, something like that he was doing. Oh, yeah, that rings a bell. Proper video footage. After, what was that one with... Um... I want to say Night Trap. Where there was, is it like vampires or something attacking the, the girls in the sorority house or something? Yes. And yeah. just, uh, there was a, a brief moment where you may or may not have seen one of them nude. Was well, you know one? what? You can get you can get it again. Yeah. It's available on, on Steam, on PC. Is it? Now, I don't think you ever probably could. And I think it was all just rumours that, because you had to set up cameras in the house, didn't you? I think so, yeah. And then set traps to defend, a bit like a sort of um, a vampire home alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was when um, video capture was the, the brave new world of video games, and that was the future. Well, yeah, I, I, I looked it up a while back um, on Steam, and it, 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 you can get a remastered version. They remastered the footage. So if you want an Andy or fix it, there's one right there. See if you can complete Night Trap and find the boob. <laughs> see, the problem, see that, the fact they remastered it, surely it's just going to add fuel to the fire that actually, when they remastered it, they took out the original footage and took out the nudity. Maybe. See, a conspiracy theory. Yes. I mean, that, that's a MacGuffin if you ever need one, isn't it? I did say MacGuffin. <laughs> find the boob. <laughs> What's, the plot? What's the plot of this game? Find the boob. Yeah. It's no more outlandish or straightforward, is it, than um, our princesses in another castle? Exactly. Going back to Mark Hamill, what uh, what rank would you give him then? A wing commander. Perfect. <laughs> it's like I set you up for that, but I hadn't even thought yeah. of it. It's, I'll be yeah. honest. That's the bit at the end of the uh, of the cop show where you go, and that takes care of that, and you freeze frame. <laughs> it is. It's almost like I want to trigger the theme tune now. Okay, I'll do that. Soldiers of Hell is a Fosgate Studios production. If you enjoyed it, please like, subscribe, comment, and share.